Welcome to the preview podcast of the Bad Cody Funky Special Movie Club podcast. When uh, things in our nerdy world are a bit dry, uh, there's some few things coming out uh, pretty soon. We um, we do a movie club here. So this coming week, we're talking about Ridley Scott's The Martian, starring Matt Damon, taking place on Mars. Uh, a marooned astronaut has assigned the hell out of the barren landscape of Mars to survive. So for today's preview podcast, we talk about our favorite science fiction movies here at issue thirty-four. All right, so Ridley Scott is is a, is one of my favorite directors. He directed Gladiator, but he also directed uh, the very popular and world-renowned Alien movies. And I would have to say, starting off with science fiction, science fantasy, that has to be one of my favorites. I mean, we we've talked about it in another movie club. Check that out, iTunes, SoundCloud. Back at monkey.com, first podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's one of our favorite movies. Um, uh, Ridley Scott, just, he, he has this this picture in his head of what his movies are going to look like. And when he goes to direct, he knows what he wants to do. And then uh, in other cases, um, um, an interview with Russell Crowe said that really just, just, just wings it. Like he has a general idea and then he's like, Oh, you know, like what should we do? Blah, blah, blah. And Russell Crowe's like, yeah, never make a movie like this, but really like to do it from time to time. And, but uh, you can clearly see that this guy, Oh man, really Scott dude. Like, like, I just can't say enough. Like I love Gladiator, just just the sheer the the pageantry, the cinematography, and an aliens just the horror, the horror from the suspense in that movie. And and you'll see when we talk about the Martian, there's uh, certain things that happen that he brings into the Martian from the alien movies, not necessarily uh, an alien because it's man versus environment versus science and science versus man. But, uh, man, just, like, the, the Ridley Scott tropes, the big, huge cinematography, like, landscapes, the, 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 uh, the hero who knows what to do, and he's also unsure of himself, and he goes through all this struggle and this strife, and then he may or may not pull it out in the end, like, you, you'll have to see, but it was a very gripping movie, and, um, yeah, like, what, what are you guys' favorite uh, science fiction movies? Uh, well, on the subject of Mars, at least, I was always a big fan of Total Recall. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't really mark it above my my favorite favorites, but uh, you know, it's 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 great. It's uh, Schwarzenegger in his prime. You know, you get your uh, was it mid eighties, if not mid eighties, early eighties. But um, yeah, we're, we're talking about that one, not the one with Colin Farrell. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that they remade it. I don't think anyone's talking about the one with Colin Farrell. So. <laughs> Just gotta make sure there are people out there. Uh, Total yeah. Recall is actually nineteen ninety. No, really? Was yeah, it? 1990. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, at, anyway. at least according to IMDb, which has lied to me before, so. <laughs> well, I think we'll place our trust in it, because my memory is probably more faulty than the, the database. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Total Recall is a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger, a seemingly regular guy who decides to have a scenic memory implant vacation, uh, but it turns out he's already kind of done that, and he's living a double life. Maybe. And he's trying to invest... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to figure out why and what this big conspiracy is and now why people are trying to kill him and why there's this dude that's popping out of some other dude's stomach. Um, it gets weird. It gets crazy. But it's really cool and really well done. Um, and I honestly think it it kind of set the stage for a movie like uh, like Fifth Element where it was okay for, for movies about space to be more weird than... than I guess, uh, action-y and interesting. Mm. Um, although that might be demeaning Fifth Element because a lot of people really appreciate that as a work of art. 
Oh, dude, I, I, appreciate... I love me some Fifth Element. I appreciate. Oh. I, I, I like Fifth Element, but I've never, well. I've never heard work of art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, juxtaposed to Fifth Element, like where, where are you seeing that? A lot of, a lot of people. I don't. At least the, a lot of people I've spoken to about Fifth Element appreciated in terms of its like cinematic quality, rather yeah. than it, it being just like a really rad science fiction romp with Bruce Willis in space. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like almost everybody I've ever talked to about Fifth Element appreciates it for the art. Maybe it's just because it has a French director. I mean, I can yeah. kind of, I can kind of see that with like the the way the cities are and like those those nice like wide shots of like you know the multiple layers, very like Star Warsy, you know, yeah. of uh, Coruscant. But yeah, I guess I can kind of see. That. I, never, I never considered that uh, a work of art, but I, I did really enjoy it. And uh, nothing like a good old Luke Perry cameo to really get a science fiction story started. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. But you know, I mean that I I would say I was gonna say Interstellar is not one of my favorites, but definitely a notable because um, I know we we always talk about it like the the soundtrack alone. Like I fall asleep to it sometimes if I have trouble going to sleep, or if you um like if I'm driving in a snowstorm, I'll put that on and you just feel it like in <laughs> <your> space. No, <laughs> no. You put that on. Oh god, that's Hell yeah. that's that's. How can you fall asleep to to the soundtrack? It's with with those big pipe organs. Oh, dude, it's, I don't know. For me, it's just so soothing. It's just like because like <laughs> it never true. really like it's never like for me. It's never a thing where it's it's a it like is all of a sudden. It's just a gr- nice build up to it, and it's just like when the big pipe organs start like really chiming in is when I start to really kind of lull into his sleep, and it's kind of like my grand entrance into the dream world. <laughs> Or through your uh, snow banks where you're, where you're <laughs> in the snow. That's got to be so epic with the huge just pipe organs and the oh my god, like the uh, like the like the no time for caution where he's he's trying to dock. Oh yeah, docking yeah. sequence. Oh man, like that that gives that still gives me goosebumps. That scene. Oh, it's so good. It's so oh good. my god, we're, we're trying to get like <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure that's what propelled Matt Damon into that role in The Martian. Oh, it had to. Just like yeah, because I was like, what crazy Matt Damon? I'd be so pissed if, if like, like I go like like across like the universe and Matt Damon's there and he's being crazy. He's trying to kill you. I'd be like, "Oh, be so pissed!" God damn, crazy Matt Damon. <laughs> oh my god, but I love that scene though. It's like uh, just you know, want to die alone. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to like, no, don't open the door, and then just it blows up, and he starts just Matthew McConaughey sees a moment, and he starts uh, boosting towards it, and then Anne Hathaway's like, "What are you doing?" And he just goes, "Docking." Dun, 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 dun. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing, dude!" Like in, in the theater I went to, like people were clapping when when he docked. Like it just felt so surreal, and I was. I didn't realize, but I was holding my breath. Like, and and when it, when it uh, when the sequence finished and he was spinning with the space station and everything, mm. and the pipe organs are going on, like I gasped at the end. I was like, oh, "Hold my breath, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't happen in a lot of movies. So yeah, that's that's a really good pick for for me. Like, what, what else did you like about Interstellar? There's so many things about Interstellar. I mean, just just really the good. just how cinematic like every little thing was in the movie. Um, and I, I enjoy, even though it's like a pseudoscience, just the passage of time mm-hmm. and like the whole like idea of being able to see your family tree just like evolve and grow up and like, oh, you man. know, that's such oh. a cool like idea. Onions, onions were cut. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he watches his son grow up and like, you know, hears about his first girlfriend and, you know, the loss of their first child. And in the meantime, you kind of like, oh, you don't really realize it until uh, they kind of bring it up. But like his daughter is nowhere to be found on these like video diaries or whatever video messages that are being sent up. 
And it's just kind of like, you know, how pissed is she that like, for Matthew McConaughey, it's it's only what like a couple days or whatever it was, but for them, it's been like decades, and she's just been holding on to this this grudge almost of her father with a complete misunderstanding of what was what going on. What kind of father names his daughter Murph? <laughs> <laughs> and I think and it wasn't days; it was uh, it was uh, hours. Because remember, they're talking about like oh, yeah, going yeah. to like to to like two scientists, but if they went down to that one, which they were assured was a better thing that if if they went down for too long for a couple of hours like like years would pass and you know since that whole fiasco happened with the giant tile wave and everything like when they got back like like the scientist who was waiting for them like his he grew a beard he was like an old man and yeah. everything and and they're like how long were we gone for and he oh man I, it was so heartbreaking for him to tell how oh, you've been gone for like years and they only were down there for hours and yeah you got to see uh Oh man! That, I think was, you put I, yourself yeah. in stasis. I I think every single gamer who was watching that was just like, man, I bet they wish they could re- revert to save. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> revert to last checkpoint. Yep, never go back to, to that planet. Save time. Oh my god! Get the right good, like good you, <laughs> like you quick save and you go down. <laughs> nope, all this is dumb. Then just revert back to yep. <laughs> just load it up. Oh my god! Tidal waves. So much gaming. <laughs> Too much. Um, yeah, that's definitely a, a top one. It's not really. I, I guess I would count it like Mars Attacks has always had us. Uh, <laughs> Mars Attacks is always the, uh, uh, held a special uh, spot in my heart. It's just a ridiculous movie, and like everyone's in it. Listen, the most ridiculous thing about that movie is that Jack Nicholson is president. Uh, I think that if Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson <laughs> were running for president right now, he'd be the best candidate. Just oh, boy. <laughs> get, get political. Get political. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I got to tell you, America, I'm ready for you. <laughs> you can see it. You can see that, that that grin on his face. It makes him look like a goddamn gorilla. Oh, man. No one would... Uh, I don't think anyone, anyone would fuck with America if Jack Nicholson were the president. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> um... No, but like that, Pierce Brosnan as the scientist, like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, oh man, I can't remember who else. I'm space on who else was in it right now. Like, is, is Pierce Brosnan still doing stuff? Pierce Brosnan? I I feel like he was just in a movie. I feel like he was. <laughs> He's gonna be in the sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, they're doing a sequel. What? what? No, I got. Are they? St- I was I gonna say <laughs> poor, poor form, Casey. Uh, poor form. Bad, bad form, Casey. Not too form. long ago. Uh, where the Matador? I want to say that was so long ago. <laughs> oh no, Sur- uh, Survivor. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. Survivor. Uh, okay. Yeah, with um, what's her face from Fifth Element? Looks like. Huh. Pretty surprising. I just say because like you know he was he was just like an actor like when you know growing up he was like in a bunch of stuff he was James Bond for crying out loud and. You know, then it's just like after, you know, he stopped being Bond, it's like, oh, he's been in things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, stuff. he tried to do what Liam Neeson did mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm an aging, you know, British man. I can do things like, I don't know, action still. Mm-hmm. And he kind of did a couple like November Man was one that I remember, too. Um, But it didn't really take off. Him and Kevin Costner tried to go that route. 
and they didn't really take God, him. Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was so weird when Kevin Costner started doing all the, all that action stuff. He was like, Kevin Costner, you're too old. Like, stop it. I know. It works. It works for for Liam Nielsen because he's fucking Qui Gon Jinn. But uh, I mean, you know, like, like like who doesn't? I don't know anyone who doesn't like taking for for as you know, it's it's like, it's like a popcorn flick. It's something you take seriously. It's something you just have fun with and. Yeah, I mean, even even up to part three. Part three is actually pretty good. I I, I refuse to watch part three. It was actually it was better than two. Two was a bit. Uh, I think it just should have stopped that one. Stop that one. So? Throw them in Expendables. There you have it. <laughs> is, he Expendables. Ex- is he not in Expendables three? Not that I'm aware of. Well, I, I don't think I don't think they consider him like 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 an action guy. You know, I yeah. think I think that's the thing. You know, he's more of like 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 a drama dude. But uh, yeah. I mean, they might as well. They should put Harrison Ford in Expendables and have him be a villain. That'd be great. He is in Expendables. What? He was. He's a helicopter pilot. Really? What? Am I? No. Yeah, he is. I, I don't know. I think. I, I, I only saw I the first one the... once, and that He's I was in the like, third get one. one. Uh, I, I briefly saw the third. I didn't pay much attention to it. Like, like you just like, said, was it was home, pretty good. I was no, I was talking about Taken. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was Taken. Hey, Ron, Ronda Rousey is also in uh, Expendables three. Huh. Yes, she is. She's yeah, in Fast and the Furious 7. Yeah, she's in everything. She's in everything now. Soon to be Captain Marvel. I hope she not. She ain't no champion. I hope not. Is that... Is that... Did, did they... Did they no, I'm, be, I'm being facetious. Uh, she's like... Uh, she's going pretty hard for it. Because I guess she's like a huge uh, nerd. Oh, she is. She yeah. like, She's a huge uh, Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, you know I mean? like she, yeah, like she, she was saying, like if she can, like, 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 like you know, make out or whatever, marry somebody fictional, it'd be Vegeta. She was just like, she's like, I'm in love with Vegeta. Oh my god, be amazing. she started just like fangirling out in an interview, and it's so funny too because it was like it wasn't like 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 a nerd outlet. It was like some like I don't know like regular news show. Uh, or whatever, and that they're walking through with her, like you know, through her training and stuff, and like, and the question just kind of came up because, like, oh yeah, we heard you're like a bit of a nerd, and they weren't. I don't think they were expecting her to go like full on nerd. Oh yeah, I love Dragon Ball Z and blah blah. blah. She was talking about like, and, like you know, oh yeah, when I was growing up, like I love how they would power up, and oh my god, Vegeta's so hot. Or, yes, and I was like, what? I, I wasn't expecting any of those answers, but you know, I, she had like a Dragon Ball Z shirt on, and, yeah. and I was like, oh okay, that's cool. But she like nerded out. And uh, yeah, and she loves Marvel, and she loves like all these different things. I was like, oh wow, she's a nerd. That's crazy. Because apparently, like growing up, like 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 movies and TV and stuff were like just like were her thing. So she just paid attention to that, you know, because she wasn't like like uh, like you know one of the like popular hot girls or whatever. She was just like some some you know regular chick growing up, whatever. And then she started doing like uh, boxing and everything, and you know, and then she started doing like you know martial arts mm. um, and UFC. But yeah, like she like I mean like her fans are really pushing for her to be. Um, Captain Marvel as well. Yeah, I've, I've been reading a lot about that, like that kind of stuff. But I don't know. For me, like, like it, let's make it happen. I mean, it's all Sign about like it's not all about like it's not all about how they look anymore. It's about if they can act the part. Because yeah. you know, they, I think they've um, Hollywood's kind of figured out that you can kind of change the looks slightly as long as the the characters there, the soul, of the character, what people like about it. So like, or they can reinvent the character to make them forget all about how the character was. For example, Iron Man. Yeah, uh, you know, ever people, since people hated that guy in comics for years, yeah. and then Rob Downey Jr. took control, turned it around. It's like, hey, Iron Man's cool again. He's totally not a sellout or a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, I think people are like he's a dick, but he's like in a good way. Yeah, he's fun. He's a fun dick to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phrasing. <laughs> 
But there's, I mean, it's that, or you can get like you know Chris Evans as um, Captain America. I was one of the the people, the many people who were like, I don't know, like he's a, he's a comedic actor, he does a fantastic job. He was a great Johnny Storm. Yeah, uh, he was great in, as his role in. Um, not another teen movie. Well, not another teen movie for sure. <laughs> but what was that? Uh, the Losers. He was really good in. I really liked him in that. Like he played because I read those books and they were actually pretty good books. Uh, for those of you who don't know the what the Losers is, it was a I would say mid two thousand action comedy that was based off of a, a was it Vertigo comic? I want to say it's Vertigo. Oh God, you know what? I never read it. Uh, but it's about it's, it's essentially like an Ocean's Eleven kind of deal, but with like. More, they're, I, I guess, more murdering, I would say. Um, but I read the books. I really liked them. Jeffrey Dean Morgan starred in the movies, and Chris Evans played the comic relief, who's actually my favorite character. And he did a fantastic job. He played the role to a T, uh, which I really appreciated. It was actually 2010 was The Losers. Um, check it out. I somewhat enjoyed it. They kind of bastardized it a little bit. Idris Elba was in it, apparently, which I don't remember. What? And, Zo- and Zoe Saldana. Oh. Um, but like the, like that kind of stuff. Like Chris Evans had played predominantly, uh, you know, the comic relief. He wasn't really a leading man. And then like, oh yeah, him for Captain America. Everyone was like, what? And there was yeah, that I, whole I had thing. the same. I had that, that same reaction too. It's like, wait, he's 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 fanboy. He's not. He's not. He can't be Captain America. It's totally different. Yeah, get but, out of here. But Where he summoned up with? the acting chops, you know. He really did. I don't know where that came from, but uh, yeah, I mean, he it, he is Captain American now. He's yeah. no longer Chris Evans. No, yeah. <laughs> like everywhere, everywhere he goes, people just like just like, hey, Captain. You know, he's no longer Chris, yeah. which you oh, know, sure. which is cool because he thinks it's cool. But at the same time, he's just like, I'm also Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're Captain America. I'm an America. actor. <laughs> I am an actor. Look at me act. Um, it, it must be cool to imagine going around the world. People are like, Yo, Captain! It's Captain America. And all you do is just like like salute or something, and people just go crazy, and, and like girls faint, and yeah, du- dudes want to fist bump, and he's just like, yeah. Imagine if he Fe- walked around with a Hydra T-shirt. <laughs> That'd be great. He should do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh my god! I wonder if like the Disney people were like, Yo, you don't, you you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't can't do that. Okay. You know, all it right. wouldn't surprise me because what James Earl Jones isn't allowed to do the voice of Darth Vader in public. Really. really? Yeah, Even though you, it's just his voice? You didn't know that? No. no. Yeah, he, he's no like, so, so, what, what do they tell him? He's just like, le- like legally, he's just not allowed to do it. Like, he's just, he just can't, you know, like say the lines or, or like do a bit. He's just, they just don't let him. I read that yeah. a long time ago. It might not be true, but I would ask him to do lines from Conan the Barbarian anyway. If I <laughs> ever got him meet him. I would, I would ask him to, to do dramatic readings of C-3PO's lines. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. That'd be great. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> another great science fiction. I don't know if it counts as science fiction, um, but Iron Giant. Yes, Neat. love Iron Giant. I love that movie. I don't know if it counts as science fiction because we never know if he came from space or from the Russians. He, he's an alien robot. But they never like solidify that. Sure they do. There's that whole flashback where you see there's an army of them. Right, but we don't know if like who made that army. I'm fairly certain it's not the Russians. It might have been the Russians. You don't know. Wouldn't we have? Wouldn't we have seen an army of giant robots destroying other planets? Maybe it was the only one that they made. I feel like you need to rewatch that movie. I definitely need to rewatch that movie <laughs> next time on Movie Club. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so next down time with that. On movie Club. 
Um, yeah, no, I need to rewatch it. That 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 movie was great. I haven't watched it in maybe ten years, fifteen, maybe. Yeah, I want to say ten years. Um, and one of the things that always sticks out in my mind for that is the squirrel scene in the diner. Do you guys remember that? No. Where Hogarth, who is the kid, um, he he like wants pets, and you know his mom is like an overworked diner waitress, and he sneaks a squirrel in and tries to feed it and lose track of it, and, and it, it goes like, into his pants. Yeah, it goes into um, <laughs> Harry Connick Jr.'s pants, and he he the, he doesn't want to get the kid in, in trouble, so he kind of just plays along, but he's like trying to like keep his cool as there's a squirrel rummaging around like in his trousers essentially it was ridiculous um that and shooter mcgavin was the bad guy in that shooter mcgavin Shooter McGavin. Oh, christopher uh gosh what's i forget the actor's name but yeah. mcdonald christopher mcdonald who is also uh the voice of i believe jor-el in superman the animated series yep really yeah yep. Shoot him, Gavin. And if he's and if he's not Jor El, he's he's definitely future Superman in Batman Beyond. Yeah, he he was Jor El, and I that's why they chose him for um, Batman Beyond Superman. It was because they're like, well, he's older, you know, he probably like you know got a little bit of his dad's voice in him, so they did they just I think Tim Daly didn't want to do it anymore, and they couldn't get George Newbern for some reason, so like yeah, let's just get let's get Shooter McGavin. Why not? <laughs> get Shooter McGavin. <laughs> uh, another fun fact is he was. Also in The Good Wife. Like, everyone that we ever talk about is in The Good Wife. I feel like. I bring it up every... Because he plays, like, this kind of corrupt judge. Uh, but you kind of like him, but you kind of don't. It's pretty cool. But he's still doing things, so... Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Uh, and Lilo and Stitch. Another notable mention for me. Nice. Yeah. Look, go. At, look at you with your with your back-to-back Disney films. Yeah, going in. Well, Iron Giant's not, not Disney. It's Warner what Brother. It? Warner Brother. Is it really? I believe so, yeah. Oh, it's just got that Disney feel to it. Oh, it totally it does. does. Yeah, it, it, totally it really does. does. That's what they were going for. Ha yeah, ha! Yeah, yeah. They did it. They did it. They nailed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, both those and both those movies too with the feels. You know what like, I mean? Seriously, like crazy. Yeah, Giant Giant was nineteen ninety nine and totally Warner Brothers. Fair enough. Boom. Also available on HBO. Gordon and my phone. <laughs> I'm trying to remember other science fiction stuff from from back in the day. Like um, there was uh, Flight of the Navigator. Oh yeah. Oh man, Flight of the Navigator was awesome. I remember I was a kid. Flight of the Navigator is this old school movie. Uh, back in the '90s, I want to say, or set in the '80s. Um, back in the '90s, where where this kid, and that was that was Ben Savage, right? I think so. It was, uh, it was probably Fred Savage, I would think. Hmm. Yeah, because for, for Fred did more movies and Ben did more TV. I guess. Yeah, Ben was. Uh, Blue Meets World, and that that's it. When this boy meets world, and now Girl Meets World. God, which, sorry about that. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. No, dude, I heard nothing about like hey, don't watch it. It'll no, so like so in all in all honesty, like the first like half of the season was okay, but as mm-hmm. soon as Sean Hunter shows up, it just hits its stride again, and it's just like so like essentially you don't even have to watch it until like that episode, uh, and they bring back I, they bring back Minkus too, which is great. <laughs> No, because Great. of all characters, he's came what? Well, so like the so the whole thing is like the the class nerd is Minkus's son, whose name is Far- uh, no, whose name is Farkle Minkus. No, uh, that's stupid. That's that's just <laughs> crazy nerd name, Farkle Minkus. And they do they do some like pretty interesting stuff. Like there's some things that I didn't even catch on until like the end of the first season, where they went to John Adams High, you know, back in the day. Yeah, um, the, her his daughter goes to John. Adam or John Quincy Adams high 
Ah, and for those of you who our aren't, history is famous fathers and sons yeah friends. I was going to say for those of you who aren't history buffs uh, or don't know anything basic about you know American history at all um, John Adams and John Quincy Adams were father and son so it's a nice little touch on that part but um, again it, it got really funny when Sean showed up because he's like wait a minute she's supposed to be me she's supposed to be you why is Minkus still nine years old and then he just kind of goes from there. I uh, hear season two gets a lot better because Eric shows up in it. Haven't made it that far yet, but, though. And it's, and it's funny how they're bringing back all these things, you know, from 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 our time. That yeah, like uh, like like Netflix is coming back with like Fuller House, which is going to be you know the continuation of Full House. Oh, dude, Everyone's so many feels in that, in that or something. Oh man, yeah, everywhere you look. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha! Hey, <laughs> I did it. You did it. I did it. Twenty sixteen. Oh my god. Which which. <laughs> Have you seen that thing where we're sort of mixed the uh, the the John Cena thing with Full House and like, and his name is John Stamos everywhere. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible. I have not seen that, but oh my god, I need to look I hate it up after I hate this. the internet so much, but I love it. I hate it. I love it so much. So so, so it turns things. out, uh, Flight of the Navigator, there are no savages in this movie. Really? Oh yeah. What? Played, really? The main kid is played by a guy named Joey Kramer. Weird. Really? Ooh. What? He looks like a that's savage. Pretty, that's pretty much it. He looked like a savage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, Flight of the Navigator was... Uh, have you ever seen it, Casey? No. No, I haven't. But I gotta tell you, it sounds like a cooler version of um, Last Starfighter. Dude, it's it's so cool. So so this little kid uh, pretty much... Find, like he, He's running away from home. And uh, he bumps into an alien's spaceship, and and like he goes around the planet and everything, and like the cops are looking after for, for him, and and it's really cool because like like the spaceship itself is like alive. There's uh, there's this AI inside of it that speaks to him and learns his language, and there's all these different like little creatures in it from all over the galaxy because it like studies things, and it wanted to like uh, to, to take a human being to study to be a part of the collection, you know, and and it's just really really cool. And it's funny too because like there's so many like '90s things in there like like they stop for gas and there's like he gets like a coke or something and you know mm-hmm. he has like the high top shoes like it, like I love like '90s like it's so nice because <laughs> he, he, bu- he yeah, buys but... new coke <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much oh man but yeah it's just, it's a good uh, good 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 kids movie you know I like to be growing up and uh, there's there's the other one I'm trying to remember uh, was it Star Kid oh I remember Star Kid where he gets the suit. Yeah, yeah, with the Star Kid, with the Pope, because that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so this kid, well, was that the kid from Indian in the Cupboard? By the way, oh, I don't know. I, 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 wanna, I don't say. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel sure like that... there's like the just that generic look to like kids <laughs> in the '90s that like Hollywood was like, yeah, get him, get yeah, him, make all the kids look like him. That's pretty much, yeah, it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and all these other yeah. like, like scrawny little white kids, yeah, with the hair and everything. Yeah, like I want to say, like I try to rem- remember back, and I, I wanted to say that it was a kid from Indian in the Cover, another like a kids movie. It's uh, fantasy, but yeah, it's definitely like, the uh, kid from Jurassic Park. I'll tell you that. What's that? It's definitely the kid from Jurassic Park. Is it for Star Kid? Yeah. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Nice. Wow. Damn. You had a child actor in the '90s, man. You were killing it. 
dude, it was rad. It was bad. Book like, <laughs> like, and that movie was so cool because he, he like he, he somehow stumbles onto this like alien suit and he puts it on. And he's like super strong and fast and you know. But like uh, at one point, it's like, believe like, it or not, yeah. Around. Oh my god. So so he was getting hungry and uh, and you know he couldn't get out of the suit for for some reason. And uh, <laughs> I remember this as a kid. It was so gross. So so they went to like a burger place to buy burgers and and the kid was like, "How am I supposed to eat this?" And his suit can like it talks to him. So there's there's like an inside camera of like of like there's like a face inside the suit and it's like mouth is moving and everything and then uh, and the suit's like oh like put like put put food into the the receptacle or whatever whatnot and then he puts the burger in it chews it up and then like he's like here you go process nutrients and everything and and everything all the, the bad stuff has been taken away and it pushes it into his mouth and he's like oh god is that a turd he's like yeah all the stuff has been removed and everything he's like oh I'm eating a turd eh. And I, was, and I was a kid. I was like, <laughs> "Is he turned? This movie's great." I'm a kid. <laughs> Didn't it have a very like Iron Man feel, like when the kid goes in the suit. Yeah, it did him like figuring it out and everything. Yeah. He's like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Yeah. And he's just like, you know, figuring out the strength and how to move it and everything. I'm pretty sure that's what they referenced. John Favreau. Yeah, good old John Favreau. Oh, um, but yeah, I looked up the kid who was in Indian in the cupboard, and he hasn't done anything since like 1995. <laughs> oh God, no. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. Cause that was that was a good movie. I remember like um um, I used to, I used to be a camp counselor in middle school and high school for for a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we would take kids to like certain field trips. One field trip we took them to the movie movies, and I don't think anything kid related was out that year that summer. So uh, whenever that happens, we would just like show an old movie. So we showed them Indian in the Cupboard, and I was like, when you see Indian in the Cupboard, like I don't know if these kids today will like have that attention span. You know, but like they were so captivated because movies aren't made like that anymore. Like there was like a magic sure, yeah. in those movies back then. You know, like you felt it, and uh, and it was so cool. We got the kids popcorn and everything. They were all like blah, blah whatever, and, and there were no previews because you know like the camp pays for everything, whatever. So we go in and we we got them quiet, sit down, and then the movie starts up. And you know, some of them are still kind of restless, but uh, you know, once they see it's weird. Once they see like another kid, they just like stop and they focus. Because you know, there's like, a, there's, like it's it's so it's it's like a science experiment. It's the most amazing thing ever. Because you know, there's like adults in the film and they're moving, and uh, the the kid moves to this place and you know he finds his cupboard whatnot and but yeah as soon as they see like the like the kid it's it's like i don't know it's like a dog seeing their dog i don't know I, yeah. i'm not calling kids dogs damn it but uh <laughs> yeah but but i do uh oh my god i do remember a quote from, from from a comedian that said that uh that having a kid is like having a dog that slowly learns how to talk okay um yeah but uh in any case it was so cool to see all the kids just like be captivated like when he, when he, he got the cupboard and I forgot how like how he just like learned how to use. It. I think he just put like a toy in there and closed it up. And then when he opened it up again, because like you you put a toy in there, you close the little cupboard. It's like a small little cupboard thing you put, you can put on your dresser. You open it up and your toy comes to life. So he puts in uh, an Indian, an Indian, and uh, he opens it up and it's like a real Indian person. And it has like a history and everything. It has like memory. It's crazy. And I thought yeah. it was the coolest thing as a kid. Dude, the Absolutely coolest scene cool in that thing. movie is when he opens it up after putting a whole shitload of toys in there. Oh, that yeah. was so Dar- cool, dude. Darth Vader fighting Darth T-Rex. Vader. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm I'm like, what? This is so crazy! Like like Darth Vader, like with, with like a real lightsaber, was like 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 for fighting a T Rex, and there was like uh, other cowboys and Indians, and there were other toys, and he did it all at once, and it was absolute chaos, and he just closed it up and just like latched it up so they can be toys again. But oh my god! 
And uh, I remember at one point in the movie, the Indian got, you know, got hurt. So he put in like an army medic and then the army medic's like, oh, oh, hello. And he's like some British guy. And he was like, he's like, oh, oh, oh God. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay. He's friendly. He's friendly. And they start like talking to each other and they have like, um, you know, and, and the toy's like, oh, who, who are you? Like, are you, are you, are you a creator? Like, what are you, like, what? I don't know. You know the cupboard, guys. Show it to your kids. If you got kids, if you're a kid, watching in the cupboard. Thinking, ba- thinking back on it, it's kind of like, uh, that's like Disney Infinity and uh, Skylanders is like based <laughs> on that shit. Like, think about it. Imagine if, they, oh my god, like, like your Disney Infinity toys can come to life. No, like, well, putting it to what I'm saying is like, they probably, like, there's probably a game dev who's just like, or like a marketing guy who's just like, what if we can make more money off of that? Like, with this, I, this <laughs> old movie that he's probably watching with his kids, and he'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment when, when Skylanders was a thing. And it had to have it was been in that moment when like, Skylanders became real. Think how similar it is. Amiibos, yeah. the works, any collectible figurine. Yeah. Isn't is, is this Skylanders the originals? The originals? Uh, Skylanders was the first, I believe, that I'm aware yeah. of. Anyways, yeah. Uh, then it kind of just took off. It went Skylanders, and then Disney kind of jumped in on it, and then uh, Nintendo jumped in on it. Um, and it's just all been kind of like, and then Lego jumped into it. Which I guess yeah, isn't Le- doing Lego too Dimensions. good. Yeah, Lego Dimensions. Oh, I mean, I feel like I see Lego Dimensions on sale every single weekly ad that I see from anything. I wonder if it's not doing well anymore. I think uh, an issue is that it's it's also expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Legos are expensive regardless. Never mind Legos with technology. Yeah. That just feels like a nightmare to begin with. Um but anyways, we went way off topic on this one. <laughs> well, well, let's bring it full circle. Let's talk about one more. One more. One more. Because we got time for one more in honor of the late, great Alan Rickman. Yeah. And the greatest Star oh, Trek film ever made. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I agree. Oh, <laughs> God. You are right. So good. Why did you betray us? A lot of My people in that, too. Hammer, what a savings. <laughs> a, a, lot of, a lot of people, like Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, uh, obviously Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell... Uh, like a lot of good, I can't remember what the black guy's name is. I want to say Kevin Hart, but I know it's not Kevin Hart. <laughs> but it's like a Kevin Hart type. Like I don't think he's done anything since or that I can think of since since Galaxy Quest. Uh, Justin Long is also in it. That is wow, his first film. Too. <laughs> Damn, I'm was it really? Sure. I'm, so, I'm so sure that uh, it is. I don't, he's he's it? like. I know he looks like a teenager still, but he's definitely an actual teenager when that movie came out. <laughs> Uh, Daryl Mitchell is who I was thinking of, uh, who is the black guy in it. And if he played the, um, um, what's his name? Who's the pilot in next generation? What's the kid's name? Wesley? No, his, 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 I can't, what can't I think of his name now? This is like killing me. He's like in like big bang theory now. He has his own podcast. uh, Yeah. Um, oh my God. Why can't, I can't get it either. Yeah. Search. Oh, we're, lo- we're losing our nerd cred big time. I know, we totally are right now. Well, that's all the time we have for <laughs> <laughs> uh, This is going to bother in, the hell out of me. Tune in this week to find out who it is. <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, oh my god, this is so oh, going to totally get me. Well guys, it's all the time we have for the preview of podcast. Will Wheaton! It's Will Wheaton! Wheaton. Will I Wheaton. knew it! It took me Damn a it. second, but I knew it! Gonna leave it as a surprise! <laughs> we got it. Damn it. You gotta build suspense for the people who keeps them going. To find out what Galaxy Quest is about, tune in next time. No. No, <laughs> no we're Martian. not gonna talk about that. Shut it's up. Pretty, pretty <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. It's freaking great. Alright everyone. 
Tune in this week, Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash Bad Cody Funky, where we do the podcast live. Catch it on iTunes and SoundCloud on Friday. While you listen to the car, while you're on your way to work, while you're cooking some a sexy pasta dinner. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's the best time. Sexy pasta Yeah, dinner. sexy pasta dinner. Bad Cody Funky time. Until then, everyone, we'll see you later or we'll see you another time. Or never. <laughs>